And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. I guess it's obvious what happened, but it's it's just a, a testament to a whole lot of people. Something like this does not belong to one individual. You know, basketball is a team sport, and... You know, you preach to your players that they have to do it together, and that's been the case in in my life. The uh, support of this wonderful city, uh, the fans support us no matter what. Uh, All of us share in this record. It's not mine. Uh, It's ours here in the city because of all those people that I just mentioned. So uh, that's the joy of it. Uh, And after that, that's it. Somebody else will have it down the road. The ironic thing about this is um, that Nellie gave me a job when I didn't have one uh, back in 92. And he, he took me on. And so to be in this position in the same breath as him is, uh, in, in my opinion, undeserving and quite awkward because he was so wonderful and uh, saved my family's ass. Hashtag give the kid a vote. Bruh. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got Jake King. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Mo Dakiel. And we got a show for you coming up on today's show. We play the game, Do You Believe? Involving four teams in the NBA right now. We'll uh, talk about what's next for Greg Popovich. And we'll get into just what the hell was that Sixers fans this last Thursday night. That's right. It's Monday. You're not getting off for that crap. You are not getting off the hook for that weak-ass effort. But first, not a weak-ass effort. We start off with Kevin Durant absolutely cooking the New York Knicks, which, yeah, not a, not a tough thing to do, but he had, like, what, 53 in this game on Sunday? He was unbelievable. When he's going, nobody else is better. I still think he's the best player in the world now that he's healthy again. And uh, Kevin Durant was just on another level. Trey, uh, the Nets are going to need all these games moving forward. And I know we joke a lot about the idea of, you know, just give me Kevin Durant and four guys out there and I like my chances. But after Sunday, I really feel like just give me four <laughs> NBA players with Kevin Durant. And I like my chances. You can pick which one. Yeah, honestly, I mean, when you really think about it, KD is just he's the best player on the planet right now. And he's showing it. I mean, you know, even though it was the New York Knicks, he brought it like 
They sent doubles. You know, he got it going early in the first half, figured it out in the second half, is doing whatever it takes for his team to, you know, have a fighting chance. And not too many players could do that. You know what I mean? They could just be taken out of the game. And I think regardless of all those constant lineup changes, you know, he has proven it. And you can put anybody out there as long as you can get him the ball. You got a better chance of winning the ball game. The uh, the effort was 19 of 37 from the field for 53 points, 11 of 12 from free throw line, 4 of 13 from deep. Also at nine assists, Mo. Also, yeah. like it's not like he was just gunning out there. Like he was, he was doing everything. Yes, it's the it's the Knicks, but uh, but KD just man, he's he's my favorite player to watch when when he's going. He really when is right now. When he's healthy, it's just so much fun to watch him. Right, and it's not even that. It's he just constantly moves and makes the right play. Like the nine assists, it's one of those things that double cool. I'll get off the ball real quickly, and he'll keep moving. That play where he hit the dagger three, they doubled him twice. He got off the ball. Look like, it looked like Steph. Yeah, it really did, right? Like, it really did. And then he relocates to the open spot. R.J. Barrett blanks out for two seconds on forgetting that he's guarding Kevin Durant. And, I mean, it's a, it, he gets a clean three, but it's like he just constantly moves. There's I'm with you, Zach. Nobody's more fun to watch than him because he just loves playing. Like, you can just tell the way he plays. He loves hooping, and he tries to make the right play every time. And and I liked what... I like what he was doing, um, you know, because I think I think it was sometime in the third quarter. Maybe it wasn't until the fourth quarter, but at some point, Tom Thibodeau was like, no, we're just going to blitz him, right? Yeah. Like, we're just we're throwing a second defender. It was like, Jericho Sims, you sprint from the baseline. You're going to be under the hoop. You're going to sprint from the baseline. Go double him like 35 feet away from the basket and make him give up the ball. And and he was just willing to, you know, I, I thought the first couple of times, Mo, he um, – you know, he gave it up and was just kind of stagnant. But like you mentioned, he started moving without the ball moving. They started running more action to get him the ball back in those situations on like some handoff stuff and everything. Um, and so that was fun to see. But I actually liked the the tactic from Tom Thibodeau. It just, you know, it's Kevin Durant. I don't know what you do. Well, you don't you don't worry about the other guys, right? You got to get the ball out of KD's yeah. hands. I think the, the their bigger problem was after the first couple of possessions when KD was like, oh, okay, that's what you guys are going to do. They just didn't do a good job of denying him after he gave up the ball. And that's a lot easier said than done. But, you know, that's what you got to do. When you get him to give up the ball, the whole idea is he can't get it back. And that was their bigger issue for the Knicks. But it's KD. Like, he's going to keep running around through guys and things like that. And with no Kyrie out there, with no – I mean, Seth Curry was a late scratch. I mean, they're – Patty Mills didn't shoot well, like – Yeah, I mean, like, you're really kind of struggling. You know, you got to hope Goran Dragic saves you. It's it's super tough to take the ball out of Durant's hands too, because one he can shoot over the top of anybody, two he doesn't need the ball to create a shot for himself. Like he can do all that stuff off ball, and and three he makes such quick decisions and he's so efficient when he does get it. Like you saw that move the other night against the Sixers when they doubled him and he just crossed over and beat and let, left them behind and it was just like they didn't guard him with anyone, never mind two guys. So, like, he's one of the toughest guys to double in the entire league, um, even if he's playing next to Bruce Brown, Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic, and Patty Mills. <laughs> um, like, it, it's just really, really difficult. I don't know what you can do with him. He is, like, he's just the most unstoppable scorer probably I've ever seen. It's just, it's stupid. 
and, and that's the most obvious thing in the world to say. Yeah. But it's it's also like every time you watch him, it's just like jaw to the floor. <laughs> like this right. dude is just ridiculous. The uh, the celebration. And he's so scary as an eight seed or seven seed, right. or whatever he's gonna be. Yeah, somewhat like look, if you're Miami or Milwaukee, you're feeling, you should be dropping these games. We're we're watching right now as uh, as the Sixers and Magic are in overtime. We're in the final seconds of overtime here. And uh, look, if the Sixers tried to drop this game to avoid that two seed, I would not be mad at it. Right. Like maybe that's why this game is in overtime. Like my, that's why Cole Anthony has been lighting them up in overtime because uh, why would you ever want to handle the the one or the two seed with Kevin Durant as the prize, right? Get to face him there. Uh, the, the, the celebration Trey, the um, look, I know he was saying you're too little to guard me, but the, the hand gesture was very offensive to, to most insecure men. Okay, like that is <laughs> oh, that is man, not that so... is not the year too small gesture we're used to in the NBA. That was <laughs> wildly disrespectful. Listen, I said you were going for the meme, one, weren't you? He said, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." And I mean, at the end of the day, he knew everybody was watching who all came to see him play. You know, what I mean, it was a big matchup, and you know, Fournier. You know, it was some friendly trash talk out there, so it was it was welcomed. But instead of, you know, pointing to the ground, everybody does the point to the ground thing. He he chose to go a little bit uh, smaller in, in that <laughs> instance. So um, definitely fun. And, you know, obviously I, I got a chance to poke fun at that at that meme. So yeah, it's great. It's going to be everywhere. Like everyone's going to start doing that meme. Right. Start doing that hand gesture. Like that's going to be because you see like I see this in, you know, whatever Instagram videos come across the feed of like everyone's like tapping the head when someone gets dunked on everyone's you know doing the too small reaching low to the ground thing this is a hundred percent all the aau kids are going to start doing this yeah well that's who you who else are you going to mimic <laughs> right like, exactly what, you know if you're going to mimic I, somebody <laughs> I, I feel like that's one of the most underrated parts of the kevin durant experience is he is just an absolutely ruthless trash talker. He is, like, yeah. Like to the point where it's almost violent. Like it's like verbal <laughs> violence. There's, not, there's nothing you can do about it. He's too good. It's not even fair. He's a seven foot two guard. Right. Like what are you like? What? Like what are you supposed to do? There's shit you can do about it. Well, like well, also if you guys remember last year, Fournier called him a bitch in the playoff series. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And, and so. Durant. Oh man, I, I completely <laughs> forgot about that, that one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember yeah, everybody's called yeah. me a bitch. Like I'm that's a bitch, it, huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that is that is not the guy to, to talk stuff to because he will remember and he will try to torture you, and that's part of why Philadelphia should be a little nervous because <laughs> he he is out to get. James Harden, and now he's out to get the entire city of Philadelphia. And he's been, and he's for been the talking way they treat Ben Simmons. And he's been and talking he, shit he, to Joel Embiid all season. Like that is, yeah. they've been going back and yeah. forth. Like that's, we need that series. We've earned that series after everything we've been through. The basketball gods owe us this one. I don't believe in basketball gods. Uh, well, whatever, Zach. <laughs> I do believe in the basketball gods. <laughs> Hell no. Dan Gilbert uh, was the owner of a team Dan that Gilbert's won a championship. Your God? No, I'm saying Dan Gilbert won a championship. There is no God. All right, I'll tell you that right here. Um, speaking of the Nets, they did go into Philadelphia and waxed the 76ers last Thursday night. 
it was the big buildup to just a weak effort by the crowd. Look, Philly fans, you can try to spin it and be like, well, we heard about the grievance and we want to make sure that that, that was, I was prepared for something just one notch below what it Please was for LeBron. Yeah, Cleveland, right. Yeah. Cleveland, like, look, you want to be disrespectful. Cleveland knows how to be as ruthless and disrespectful as possible. Like, Philly was, that was so weak. The only time you really heard it was in in the pregame where he came walking out to the court in, uh, you know, in some warm up gear. And then when the ball rolled to him on the bench during the game in like the third quarter, it was like a 25, 30 point game at that point. And he, I guess, threw it to a referee or something like that. And the crowd went crazy after. And, like, other than that, what did like they confiscate all the clapping and all the sa- signs and everything? Like, where was that stuff? What I happened? Really wished, I really wish Simmons had shot a three when he got the ball rolled to him. Though, <laughs> like that would have been the ultimate troll. Like that, take the tag. Like, he went like, there in a away. he went there in a Louis Vuitton like hockey sweater and a and a can- iced out kangaroo necklace that had boxing gloves on. <laughs> like that was it. That was it. And they just it was so weak. And I don't like. I don't think we get to ever talk don't, about. Don't tempt Philadelphia, man. Don't challenge Philadelphia. Oh, I feel like they'll or rise they'll to this challenge. Boo me. They booed their own team this, louder than they booed Ben Simmons the in that challenge. game. This is the challenge they're ready for. They booed Santa Claus. But they didn't I, boo that, Simmons. That was that was their that was their parents. These new Philly fans, soft as yeah, hell, based they, on Thursday oh, night. They, they, they logical. Now they're in a they in a fight for their lives in Orlando. This is a, this is a fan base. Well, that, never mind. <laughs> this is a fan base that like was riding or dying for for Markel Fultz. Where did that go? Where'd the Sam Hinkie mm-hmm. love go? This is Zach's I just doing expected Kevin so Durant much more. Too little sign to the Philly fans <laughs> right now. I just expected so much more. I could not believe how disappointing that was. And I honestly think like, I don't think the game should have had any impact on what the booing was. They could have been down 50. I think you give them hell. Like if that was the goal and that's Listen, what it sounded like. The goal was. That, Zach. <sighs> that whole second half should have been focused on being a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, because it sure as hell shouldn't have been focused on the court with how bad those guys played. It was no interest. <laughs> yeah. No interest in playing defense. <laughs> once, once they realized like, Oh, the Nets brought it tonight. I'm good. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> like, look, I know plus minus is whatever, but like, it's crazy that Joel Embiid shot 19 free throws in a game, hit 15 of them and was minus 30 on the night. That's unreal. That's, That's crazy. Such an unreal stat. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, he had shot 19 <laughs> free throws by early in the third quarter. They didn't foul him the rest of the right. quarter. Right. right? Like, like he, he didn't play that much in the fourth. But like, <laughs> yeah. You only played 30 minutes the, on the night. Right. Yeah. Like, but it was just like, it, it, it's such an impressive performance from the Nets, but just where the hell did the, the Sixers go? Right. Like this whole scary hours, things like that. Maxi only gets seven shots. You know, Harris goes five of 10, but really it was like the quietest, you know, five of 10. He went like all of that stuff, everything they talked when they finally played a big game, they really shriveled and everybody was wow. talking, this is playoff intensity. And they shrunk so quickly. Wow. Who, who went three of 17 in that game? Playoff intensity, big game. Three of seventeen. George's Yank? I mean James Harden, man. Like what? Like he did he wear himself out, Trey, run those steps? Like what like where did where did James go? I, I hate that performative stuff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
all Philly fans. John Gervais, yes, you hear me. I'm saying your name on a national spotlight. Oh, you've been uh, killing Gervais. Hey, was eating it up, bro. He did that in he did that in Brooklyn too. But the thing was, was like I can't believe that they went so crazy about it, right? It was funny. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the second half of that game, he's icing this 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 calf or this hamstring. And I'm like, if you're hurt, bro, you I don't want to see you do nothing. Mm-mm. If you really that hurt, you know what I mean? Like right now tonight, he's playing 44 plus minutes, and the ham the 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 hamstring looks great. So, <laughs> not really. Five and nineteen from the field. Hey, just missed a clutch free throw too. <laughs> End of overtime here. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. Orlando. <laughs> this <laughs> is true. They don't know how to win. Well, here we go. Watch out, Cole Anthony. Oh, Cole Anthony almost oh. rubbed that right in J King's face. Sixers win one sixteen one fourteen. Um, I mean, the way to redeem <laughs> this, right, Jay? If you're going to redeem this, you have to get that Sixers Nets playoff matchup and it has to be hell and they have to go to Brooklyn and make it hell as well it's a short train ride like you can make it work but Philly fans like you're on the verge of just being any other fan base right now based on Thursday night did anyone else watch that game and think you know what Harden could be a free agent this summer (laughs) 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 what did he say he said the 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 time timing passed for him to file the paperwork to oh, to opt in. Yeah, yeah. I would love that, for that. Uh, I'd love for that drama. <laughs> I I'm kind of kidding. I'm, I'm mostly kidding, but at the same time, like there are huge, huge stakes in Philadelphia right now, and and they they are they, like James Harden is a little older now. And he's not the type of guy who sees things through to the end if they don't go well. So they do have a lot of pressure. And uh, despite what Zach says, I think their fans will will let them know if they don't live up to that's, the expectations. That's the old Sixers fans, man. Not what I saw Thursday night. Maybe that ticket, maybe that ticket was fans. too expensive. I don't know. But Jay, 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 no, no. They'll let the Sixers know, their own team know, hey, you guys didn't perform the way we needed you to. But we're just shocked after everything they talked about Ben Simmons, they kind of no-showed. Yeah, but it, it, it it's tough to stay true to your sick principles when, <laughs> when your favorite team is getting its ass just handed to them and Kevin Durant is stomping on your soul. So You know, you know how, how, how fervent and volatile this fan base was? When it was like Henry Sims and Jakar Sampson out there, <laughs> you can't get up for James Harden. Do you remember Joel the Abid? hell they used to give Robert Covington oh in his God. rookie yeah. year? <laughs> I mean, it was... Just saying, I miss the Sixers fan base, the one that I used to know. Uh, all right, let's... my man Tony Roten used to oh, get. Oh, Tony Roten was <laughs> a killer in summer pro ams, man. Oh my God, Tony, Tony! Tony got stats, man. Tony was a yeah, stat pattern. Tony was Tony was getting after it. I've missed Tony Roden. He's probably I I was gonna look it up, but he's probably like only twenty eight years old, and that's gonna depress me that he's not in the league anymore. So I'm just we're just gonna move on to an old guy. Greg he Popovich. is twenty eight. Are you 28. serious? Yeah. How is he not in the yeah. NBA? He's twenty eight years old. He averaged he averaged seventeen as in his third year. And then played eight more games for the rest of his career. That's crazy. 
That is crazy. Mario Chalmers got a 10-day this year. Joe Johnson got a 10-day. <laughs> That's why I, I didn't realize he averaged 17 and then only played eight more games That's... ever. Maybe he had his knee amputated and I didn't know it. I don't know. Um, if, if it makes you feel better, Andre Drummond is under 30. What? No, he's not. Stop it. That's right. That can't be true. <laughs> he was a rookie during the Vine year. Go ahead, look it up. <laughs> I am. <laughs> all wow. right, let's transition to Greg Popovich. He sets the record for all-time wins as an NBA coach. Uh, I don't think anyone doubted that, that was going to happen. So first, I want to figure out, like, Mo, do you think, like, how much longer do you think Pop is going to coach? Because I know a lot of people wonder, maybe this is his last year now that he's got the record and everything. I've heard some people say, like, look, he really likes the young guys on this team. It wouldn't shock me if he tried to hold out a couple more years um, and just kind of see some of this through. It doesn't seem like they have, like, a a pathway for whoever that next coach is going to be. So I'm just curious where you think Pop is going to is going to put his priorities next and if that is just in retirement this summer no i, I don't think pop's going to retire i think the the reports are right on and like pop's just having a great time with these young kids and you see him kind of talk about it and and just look at the reaction those kids had when when they won that game right they all circle pop and jump up and down and things like that like pop's enjoying those guys and i think it's kind of keeping him young almost Right. Mm-hmm. Being around them and and everything that, that, you know, the vibe and energy they're getting. And he he lives off of these guys growing and developing. And so you kind of see him like DeJounte Murray makes a all star uh, game this year. Pop. Nobody was more happy about it than Pop. But maybe besides Murray, obviously. But Pop was just too was so ecstatic about it because there's pride and joy in that. And I think those are the things that pop loves. And so these young guys, as long as they're willing to listen and work, I think pop's going to stay for, for a while. And I think that's why we saw stuff like Becky Hammond taking the job with the Las Vegas aces. You know, I think this is why we've seen other coaches leave because they know that, Hey, pop's going to be here for a while. Like he, he doesn't have any intentions of, of leaving at any point soon. So I don't think I'll be surprised if he retires this year and I'll even go a step further and even next season. What what were the biggest things you learned from Pop, man, while you worked for him? I mean, I'm, it's not even basketball stuff, but it was just balancing basketball and being another and and, and being an actual human being, right? Because like during the season, especially, you never got that second part. Well, you know, I was only there two years, so it was it, that was it was the graduate course I never oh, took. Gotcha, Zach. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you, you figure the balance out, you know, pop would come into the video room sometimes at like three in the afternoon and just kick us out. And it was just like, I'll tell all the guys, no, none of the work's getting done tonight. This and that. These guys are all I'm sending you all home. You've been working too hard. Like, go go sit on a patio somewhere, go have, you know, go have a nice meal and hang out, go do whatever the hell you guys do when you're not working. Of course, all of us like returned when he left, but that was, you know, <laughs> but like, wow, little, insubordinate a little bit. Yeah. Um, but hence why I was only there two years. Um, but those were the things you kind of got from pop, just kind of that balance that it's like, this is basketball. It's great. You got to give it everything you got, but you also got to embrace and take the moments where, where you can have a chance to breathe and, and, and be a normal person. And pop would do it with all the guys, you know, he would talk to the players about world events. You know, it was, I was there during the the Libyan revolution and pops talking to Tim Duncan and all these guys and going like Mo's Libyan, like his country's going through a war right now. 
you know, and, and, and he would lecture them on that instead of going over the game film for the Chicago Bulls. It was weird, but he's kind of getting everybody sort of involved. Like, that's just the stuff I learned from Pop in a way of, like, you can be a human being and be a ba- good at this basketball stuff. And and those are the lessons I kind of take with me. Who do we think is... is if if those are not familiar with video coordinators in the NBA, like, those are the most overworked people in in the league normally. So getting kicked out at three is very rare. Like that Dude, is we not didn't know what to do. We didn't know first. We thought he was Joe. I thought it was a trap. <laughs> this is a setup, a guys. Test, yeah, test that you're about to fail. If you up. don't come back, he's gonna be heated. He's like, hey guys, like, like, Mo, Mo bought thing- it. He left. He's out. We gotta get it. <laughs> right. You know, it's like the fingerprint thing wouldn't work anymore to let us in the building. Like I thought it was a trap. So it's but it's those types of things, you know, and 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 all of that stuff from Pop, you know, and just kind of teaching and keeping everybody. uh Sort of in tune. One of the funniest nights I had with him was I got invited to one of the pop dinners and he, as we're entering the restaurant, he grabs me and he's like, you have to sit next to me because I'm going to teach you how to eat. And I'm like, I'm kind of dirty at this point, doc. I, uh, a pop, I feel like I know how to eat. He's like, no, you don't young fella. And then he just orders the rest of the night for me, you know? And that's, I mean, but these are the things you get from pop, just his generosity and stuff that you don't see too often. And as long as you bust your ass working wise, he'll take care of you. Who do we think is like has a legitimate chance to break that record of like current coaches? Like, is Spo the most likely? I, that's, I heard someone. Wins, he'd, he'd I mean, I'd be right. Cause I heard someone. Yeah, I heard someone mention Steve Kerr as a possibility just because they win so much. And I was like, I don't think Steve Kerr is going to coach that long. Yeah. You'd have to coach to like 90. Like as much as they win, <laughs> think how much Pop has won and for how long. Like, it's crazy. I mean, suppose it's at crazy. 1,100, or I'm sorry, 652 wins right now, and he's been So he's like coaching. halfway there? <laughs> Not even? <laughs> yeah, and it's like that's – and he's been coaching for a long time. Yeah. Wow. He's 51. Didn't Pop have like t- basically 20 straight – seasons of 50 plus 50 wins. wins or more yeah. except yeah. for the one lockout year when they went 37 and 13 and won a title yeah <laughs> like, like no that's just a, that's what it would take I, that's how long you have to do it doc, is, doc rivers is the closest active yeah and he the, needs yeah, about doc's three, like 300 about away 300 400 350 away yeah so i don't know if he's gonna if Doc's even going to be coaching that long. Well, it's a good question. Like if James Harden gets him fired in the next two years, you know. <laughs> well, there were those rumors about the, uh, <laughs> about bringing in uh, um, Mike D'Antoni. Like, yeah. you know, that's yeah. I mean, yeah, Doc's, Doc's not 60 that far, already. So, yeah, Steve Kerr's not even in a top twenty list. Right. The yeah. next act. The next active coach is Rick Carlisle. I mean, let me just read these win totals to you. This this is starting 1993. 55, 62, 59. Then they won 20 games. Then it was 56, lockout season 37 and 13. 53, 58, 58, 60, 57, 59, 63, 58, 56, 54. Like, what the hell? And then he did it for like 10 more years. I could keep going and going and going. Boy, those 51 years insane. are really, really disappointing. Only go 50 and 32. It's insane. Wrong. <laughs> the, Some the internal struggle. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com 
slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And, and when you see other coaches, like their their voice gets tired, you know? And right. And stop listening That's to why you. I think and... Spoe's the only one who like, well, I get, uh, Trey brings up a good point. Doc is on, like, 300 wins, like, especially if he does coach the Sixers team for a while, that's, you know, 50 plus a year, right? I like mean, that, yeah. That, that's going to be a, a chance to really catch up there. Because, I mean, if Doc coaches that's... two, three more years and, or if Pop coaches two or three more years and Doc coaches, you know, eight, nine more years, like, that's a real chance. Uh, well, let me ask you guys this. Do you think, Philly is going to be Doc's last spot. Let's let's just assume he's no, there for three I, more I, years. I wouldn't assume. I wouldn't assume that. You think? I don't know. Think, like I don't know why. I just never assume because we see good. We see good coaches get fired all the time. Fired all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not, and I'm not trying to say anything that he's going to get fired or anything. But just like he's been coaching since he was 38, and he's 60 now. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, he, you know, there was always talks that he's going to go back to TV. You know, and and I would be curious to see. If I, I I'm I'm very curious to see how much more Doc wants to keep doing this. Um. So if if Spo coaches another twenty years, he just has to win thirty four games a year. That's doable. He's twenty years or twenty two years younger than than Pop. I want I'm, early retire. I want early retirement for Spo. I don't even want to <laughs> wish that on him. He gonna be bald as shit. Wrinkly. Oh yeah, no, nah, he's he struggled a little bit up there. Yeah, it's not it's not the best situation up top. That's true. Um, all right, we maybe don't believe that. Here's a transition. But what do we believe in, guys? It's time to play. Do you believe? That's gonna sound really good if Jay. Or if Jade puts in like some game show music under that, but if he doesn't and it's just that, it's gonna sound really dumb. So Jade, it's your call. Don't don't do it, but it would be really great if Jade did it. Do you believe? Do you believe? Oh, oh, do you believe? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Do you believe? I don't know if I do. Do you believe? Maybe you do, or maybe you don't. Oh, do you believe? I don't know if I do anymore. Do you believe? Let me know when you get down. All right, uh, let's play the game. Do you believe? Guys, the Toronto Raptors are fire. They have been great. They beat the Suns this week. They are climbing up. Now, I don't know that they're going to be able to get into that that top six in the uh, in the Eastern Conference. I don't know. Like, they're very close. They're only a game behind Cleveland. Cleveland is on that slide. But, Jay King, do you believe in the Raptors? I believe they are good. I believe they are 
like the second worst team that will make the East playoffs. But but that's still really good. <laughs> but that, like I don't I don't believe they're yeah, they, they used to mean you were the Orlando Magic, right? But now that actually this year that it's actually a compliment to be the second worst team who makes the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, like Cleveland they're better than Cleveland. I'll okay. give them that. But other than that, they're not better than anyone. Wow. Sorry, Toronto. Wow. You've been great. I, I enjoy watching them play. They are just six eight freaks everywhere. Pascal Siakam has had a great rebound. Fred Van Vliet like emerged as an all-star. Like that's a f- Scotty Barnes is just amazing to watch. I love Scotty Barnes. He just does everything. For a rookie, he's ridiculous. Um but yeah, like they they don't totally do it for me. They're they're plucky though. They're plucky. That is not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> they're a plucky group. Plucky. <laughs> Jay, I'm going to start referring to you as plucky. Are you going to be offended? No, I'm. A, I'm a, I, okay, I would like okay, to well, be wait. plucky. Okay, Jay, the plucky god on Peloton <laughs> King. <laughs> yeah, uh, Trey, do you believe in the Raptors? Yes, um, I think that they're going to continue to um, win um, and get in a non-play-in situation. I see Cleveland falling. Yeah. Um, you know, the Raptors have won three straight. Um, Brooklyn's won three straight. They got Orlando next, so they'll probably improve a little bit more and put a little bit more pressure. Um, but overall, uh, the Raptors are, are, are clicking at the right time. And, you know, I don't think that's the team that the, the Brooklyn Nets want to see in a play-in. So hopefully they keep winning and they can avoid them because, you know, no Kyrie in Canada. Um, Mo, do you believe in the Raptors? Like, I believe that they can get a outright playoff berth, but I don't believe they can win a first round series. Sorry, Toronto. Like you're, you're plucky, but you're not to the point that Does it's that your, you know, but you're not to the point that it's going to be. Yeah, I I think they could beat a Miami, a Philadelphia, or a Milwaukee team in a seven game series. Like I just don't. I think they can give you a series. I think they can get a game or two, maybe even force a game seven. But I don't think they can actually win the series. I don't trust that they can get four wins in the playoffs and and move on to the second round. So, I mean, I guess I don't believe in them then, if that's the the basis we're going with. So yeah, I don't believe in them. I do. It, believe. It's weird because you do believe. Yeah. And not only do, I, I, not, I, not only do I believe they can get into the top six, they will get in the top six, and they will get into the second round. I think they beat the three okay. seed, whether that's Philly or Chicago or whoever. I think they're going to beat the three seed. I think Toronto is going to be hell for a lot of these teams. So so okay. So if the Bucks get the three seed, you think they're going to beat them? Uh, no, the Bucks are the exception, but I don't think the Bucks can get the three seed. I think you think they beat the James seed. Harden and Joel Embiid. Do I think James Harden falls apart in a playoff series? Yes, I do. But they but still don't will have he the do size. it against the Raptors, like, though. Yeah. So here's my thing: they're they're plucky, but <laughs> they don't have the defense that we're used to seeing from a Raptors team. Like this is not the Kyle Lowry, Mark Gasol, Kawhi Leonard Raptors, or even like like they they're. They're just an average defense. And that's where, to me, 
they they aren't good enough on that end to get away with the scores that they have. I mean, the, I mean like, just the teams they're going to play, they just don't have the size. Maybe Chicago. Maybe they could beat Chicago, but they're not going to have any size to go up against an Embiid, a Giannis, or even a Bam if they get if they end up playing the uh, the one seed in in the, through the playing tournament and things like that. Like I just don't think they have the size that can really help them. I think they would beat Chicago. I think they would probably beat Philly. Um, I think they beat beat Boston. I think Toronto. I think Toronto's like really underappreciated. That's a good team. You're, you're a big believer. Yes, that's a yeah, good wow. team. Like Nick, I mean, Nick no Nurse a, is a hell of a coach. No, like they've no one's a big, big believer than Nate Jones, though. He said that the Celtics <laughs> are going to win a championship, bro. The Celtics are going to win a championship. Yeah, an bro, NBA they have, championship. They have, they have they have uh, the, what it takes <laughs> to be a this? title. Nate Jones, my, my man. Nate Jones said that the Celtics have what it takes to make the finals. Oh yeah, he he's been on Twitter. He's been on Twitter tooting their horn. He he loves the Celtics. I mean, they're defending their ass off, but they still took the L today. Like, I mean, again, I I do respect it, but that was my a, that beliefs was an ugly ass game today. That, that, that was a nasty Celtics game was that, disgusting, man. <laughs> Gee, I don't know how you covered that. That was disgusting basketball. It was. Um, there was a lot of scoring down the street. I kind of figured it'd be a gross game. It yeah. was big. It was Big Ten basketball. It, it was a KG. It was, it was KG day. Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was the Wisconsin Mavericks against the Wisconsin Celtics. Like, that was what it was. Like the Celtics were doing whatever they could to get it out of Luca's hands, and the Mavericks were doing whatever they could to get it out of Tatum's hands. And uh, you know who yeah, you know who benefited? Rudy Gobert's nightmare. Dorian Finney-Smith. Lit up, <laughs> man. Lit them up. Nineteen points there. I think they're all a little window into the thing? group chat. A little window for, into the group for, chat. For my for my gambling folks, always take him fifteen plus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to the next one. Do you believe? Speaking of the Devils and the Mavs, Mo, we'll go with you. You first. I believe in them. I think they can win a first round series. I, 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 is that I think strictly against Utah or can they beat somebody else? I think they could beat Denver. Uh, they're not going to likely to play Denver. Uh, no, I mean, they're most likely going to play Utah anyway. So, yeah, it's strictly against Utah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not really positioned to play anybody else. Yeah, maybe I, Denver could sneak in there, but it does look like we're set up for that Utah-Dallas series. Yeah, no, I think the way they're playing offensively and they have different guys, Spencer Dinwiddie's been – really a different dude since he's gotten traded there. I mean, we just talked about Dorian Finney-Smith being Rudy Gobert's nightmare. Like, all of those things there, they're getting a lot of play there. They're doing a great job defensively. You watch, this was an ugly game that the Mavs would normally lose last season. And here they got contributions from everybody making plays. Jalen Brunson, everything like that. I believe in them. I think they're definitely going to win their first-round series. We should do an award spot at some point um, towards the end of the season, obviously. Like we all get awards? Like no. I get an award? No. No? No, we're not doing participation trophies. Um, oh, with, I, uh, I need to start my own MVP campaign. Because I want to <laughs> talk, talk about the idea. Like Mavericks fans seem offended that Luka Doncic isn't mentioned for MVP. And I just don't think if you have to be fat shamed into getting into condition <laughs> yes. a month and a half into the season, I just think it's going to be really hard to even crack the top five in MVP voting. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever. And that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. 
LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals, and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 That's linkedin.com slash show 23 for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash show 23 and get started. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yes. And he's been great <laughs> since, right? Like he's been great since he got into shape. He has been transcendent. But this isn't just some like, we don't know if there's an MVP candidate. There's a bunch of MVP, MVP candidates out there. Like, I don't know yeah, if Jason Tatum's going to make the top five, right? And look how ridiculous he's playing. Yeah, I don't, I've never had him in that conversation because it has to be from start to finish. Yeah. And when you really think about it, like even the start to finish guys are starting to kind of slow down. Like, they're even getting to the point where, like, I mean, when you really look at it, right? Everybody was screaming and beat. I mean, Jokic is I, in I the really, mix. I, right? Jokic is in the mix. I'm really pushing for Jokic. Um, Demar Derozan has calmed down. Those Chris Paul, Devin Booker talks have calmed yeah. down. John Morant's even kind of like he wasn't jo- like he's not scoring thirty anymore, right? Like he's like he's yeah, just, he's only yeah, getting he, like twenty he, and ten these nights. He was <laughs> he was like one of those hot rappers though. Like everybody right. rode the wave and like it's now fizzled. So like when you really think about from tip to now, jo- Jokic or Giannis. Yeah, I mean, like so I I think for Dallas, like it's good that Luca has gotten them to this point because they do look like they can finally break through that first round barrier. Um, I do. I, I believe in them in the sense that I think they can beat Utah. Um, I don't think they're going to face Denver. I don't know that I think they would beat Denver, which maybe sounds crazy to say. I kind of, I guess maybe it's kind of hypocritical because you guys were just talking about how could Toronto handle Joel Embiid with all, you know, with that lack of size. I don't know how Dallas would handle Jokic with their lack of size, right? Like Claiber and Dwight Powell are going to do that. Well, let me ask you a question. Who do you feel like can handle Jokic? I mean, what, like what, like he's going to get his, like I would rather him get his points than get his assists. Right. right. Yeah. So like, I'm cool weathering the 40 point storms as long as they don't come with like eight assists. And I don't think they have anyone to keep him from doing either. Yeah. And I, 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 very few teams I think do. Sure. But like, like I would feel confident in like, Golden State defending him, in Memphis defending him, right? And obviously Phoenix defending him. We saw that last season. Like, yeah. like I would feel confident in those teams. I Obviously, I wouldn't 
once once Jamal Murray gave us the story of Rudy Gobert saying I don't need a double and he, and Jokic's like bro I got 47 on you <laughs> like like once I, I was like all right I don't care what Rudy does like I'm not gonna believe that that's a good matchup no matter what um, Dallas is weird because like they don't have a ton of guys who are known for defense but every time you watch them it seems like they are dialed in they make all the right plays they're always on a string and so I I trust those defenses more against top talents than like maybe defenses that just have like a couple a dude right great yeah. great defenders but aren't necessarily all on the same page yeah i like mean they've done it all year long i i actually believe in their defense no matter even though like obviously they have some guys who in the past would have been known as weak links it's just like they are fully bought in and they always seem to know the scouting report the way they flew around after double teams on Tatum was unlike anything the Celtics have seen in a long time. Like that was just next level, the defense after the double teams. And so when you can do that, like you can get away with not having a perfect matchup for the best player on the other team. Yeah. I I think, I I think with that, like it's really good on a random night in the regular season. I'm curious what it looks like in a seven game series. That's exactly what I was going to say. When a team gets to kind of scheme and figure out where we're going to attack, how we're going to attack the weak points and where we're going to, how are we going to get switches and go at Luca and things like that? Like that's, that's a very different deal. You know, when you have teams that are going regular season, we talk about it all the time. You're just trying to make it to the next game sometimes, you know, and, and keep your philosophy solid, but you don't tweak your game plan in particular for one guy, which happens in the playoffs. So that's why I'm a bigger believer in their offense than I am in their defense. Yeah, come playoff time. I, I think I agree with that too. Especially like, I just, I didn't, I didn't really get the Spencer Dinwiddie acquisition. Not because I don't think he's good. I just, I thought they had their guard play settled already. And that has really worked out for them. Um, that was, that ended up being a, a really good move for them because they can play Luca Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson all at the same time. And it looks great. Like it, it, that is a that is a fun lineup when they have those three on the floor together. Um, okay, what about do you believe and Trey? I'll start with you on this as they get start to get healthy. Do you believe in the Bulls, the Chicago Bulls, who have still remained competitive? Demar Derozan, Zach Levine, uh, doing a great job most nights. Um, they got Caruso back. Lonzo should be back soon, I guess. Right? I don't know when Lonzo's supposed to be back. Uh, but do you believe in the Bulls now that uh, Alex Crusoe is back? Believe in them to do what? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. What about, let's just say like, we should have James Edwards on the pod. <laughs> I want to see how much he believes in them. Now. Let's just see, let's say like, you believe they will, not they can, but they will get to the second round. I believe that. Okay. I believe that. But anything past second round, that's that's asking for a lot. Just because they're just they're so inconsistent health wise and player wise and all that and yeah I, I love I love that they you know turn nothing into something you know what I mean for the negative flack they got in the summer and have been able to you know at least have bring some joy to the city of Chicago and fans along the world um, being first in the East at one point in time. You know, and have been fluctuating throughout. And it's still know, only three residents. back, right? Still only three back. Like they're yeah. they're in the mix. Yeah, but but you know, regular season having the best record in regular season means nothing. 
I mean, just only for people that's never been there before. Yeah. So um, at this point, you just got to look at it like, okay, well, what are they going to do? And I think if they matched up with a certain specific team that they can beat, like I think they could beat a Philly with all their players. I think that they can beat – I don't think they can beat Milwaukee. I don't think that they can beat Brooklyn if Brooklyn has Simmons and Kyrie on the road. Yeah. I honestly don't. Um, I don't know that I would. I think I would take KD and everybody else over Chicago in a series. Yeah, but I'm pushing for Chicago to get out of the first round. I really want to see them go really far, and I would love to be wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's my main thing. I don't. If I'm wrong, I'm happy. But realistically, I don't see them going past the second round. I feel like Jay King is going to slander them, so I'll go to Mo next. Mo, do you believe in the Bulls? No. And I just think it's part of the injuries and things like that have just, you know, even they got Caruso back. I ha- we haven't even heard when they might get Lonzo Ball back. Uh, I, I think just too much time with those guys out, They've their defense is going to struggle. I don't think they could beat Boston in a series. I think Boston's too locked in defensively yeah, with everything Boston, like that. But that would be that would be a tough matchup for them. Th- that, that's a real tough matchup, especially if Lonzo Ball's not 100%. Right. And he's coming back from a knee injury. Like it's one thing for Caruso to come back from a broken wrist, you know, like a knee injury. I feel like the lower body injuries are tougher to come back from in that scenario. And I think that's what makes me really kind of worry about them. I just don't think they have they have what it takes to get out of the first round unless they get lucky and end up playing Cleveland somehow. Like Cleveland's the team in the East. Everybody's going to want to beat everybody. Yeah. <laughs> just because they've, they've just I think the injuries finally ca- caught up to them. Right. Like they just, they're asking Darius Garland to do too much. Caught up to him and they're too young. Yeah. You know, I think that's just all of that. You know, it's just it's a lot I, of it, Dean Wade. Right. A lot and, of Chetty Osman. And if they make the playoffs outright, they can get swept. It's still an unbelievably successful season for Cleveland. Great building block moving forward, all that fun stuff. But the other teams in the East are hoping they stay at six and they're trying to find out how to get the three seed. I'm not going to ask Jay how uh, do you, do you believe in the Bulls? I'm going to say how little do you believe in the Bulls? <laughs> uh, so I believe in them a lot more than I believe in them at the start of the season. I will say that. Okay. Um, but but I I just think as good as they've been and as great as Demar Derozan has been, it's just a f- flawed roster come playoff time. Like Vucevic is going to be a target and Lonzo ball and Caruso as good as they are defensively, that group has limitations at the other end of the court that you can game plan against in a series. I don't trust all of their depth in the playoffs. And, and so those are the questions I have. Um, They'll look a lot better once they get ball and Caruso back. Like those guys are, are enormous to what they do. They are the Especially defensive integrity yeah. Yeah. of of that roster, and and they set the tone in a way that just doesn't happen when they're gone. So they'll be, they'll be a lot tougher when they're healthy. Um, but yeah, just the the East is low. Like there are a lot of really good teams in the <laughs> East. So when I say I think Chicago will probably lose in the first round. It's not necessarily an insult. I, I think they could knock off basically any team in in the first round. Like they're they're capable of doing that. 
if, Ooh, if DeRozan I, and Levine are both playing at a super high level. I don't agree with that. But I don't think they don't. I don't think they could be Miami or Milwaukee. I don't think there's a chance. I don't think they could be Philly. Yeah, uh, Philly, maybe. I don't know. I I know we're all afraid of James Harden. But, it, but in the wrong way, you mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. In, in, in the implosion of James it Harden. It's so weird that that's like that's always hanging over any conversation I have about Philly. Now I'm just like I don't know about this James Harden thing in the playoffs, and like he hasn't been that bad, but the flame out is always historically weird. No, it's it's he just he's only good when the series is pretty much over. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of the thing, right? Like we haven't seen him have a an amazing game seven or we've seen, you know, or, or him put the team on his back and, and close out a series or, or come back down three, two or something like that. But uh, I got a, a question for you guys. So I want to throw out a random, do you believe team? And I'm going to add a caveat to it. Do you believe the Memphis Grizzlies can get to the conference finals? Yes, absolutely. Okay. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I thought that was going to be a tougher answer. No. Okay. Yeah, I, no. I've been, no, I've no, been no, saying for two months to get to the conference finals. I'm going to say no. They, they absolutely could. Why, why not, Trey? I'm just not buying it. But, but what? Like, what's what's what's... I'm like, not buying it. And <laughs> who's going to get there? Who's going to get there? Phoenix and Golden State. Finals? There or not? Phoenix and Golden State. Yeah, I mean, that definitely could happen. But I just have so many questions about Draymond. What he's going to look like when he gets back. How he's going to play. How they just beat Milwaukee how, how they, ass. I am not worried about it. Yeah, but you know, for me, it's they got an unbelievable night from Clay Thompson. And Unreal Jordan night. Pool. That never happens right. in the playoffs. And, and Pool, like all those guys can... First I off, think I think I, Kuminga, I think <laughs> James, I think I think Wiseman, I think a lot of those cats gonna be you know contributing in different ways. I'd be way I'm more not, confused about the Jordan Poole night than the Clay Thompson night, Mo. No, no, but what I'm saying is no. But here's the thing, though. It's like I don't. I want to see Clay do this consistently, just coming back from the injury. Trust me, I'm not at all confused about Jordan Poole night. He had an unbelievable night and got hot. I don't know if I, I still have my, I, I don't have the expectations. He's going to be able to recreate that during the playoffs. I don't on Jordan Poole. You guys can come back and throw that in my face during the playoffs. The qu- biggest question mark is clay. Cause he's still coming back from that. Like there's going to be nights where he's going to blow up, but there's been a lot of nights where he hasn't looked right. Yeah. But the, like, think- well, yeah. But also like, if you look at the scoring rate that he has, it's higher than the year he got hurt. 
Like it, the efficiency isn't isn't there, but he's passing better and he's scoring at a better rate uh, per thirty six minutes than he did. In his I'm last not ready season. to judge Clay until Draymond gets back. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, Draymond changes, changes everything. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Just that's, like he that's, changes that's everything fair. for Steph. Uh, and and the Draymond's a big question mark. I'm not Trey. I'm not with you on the James Wiseman stuff just because like. How much has he like? He really has played such little basketball. Nah, over the he's past just few he's he's playing he's playing with Santa Cruz right now. No, I, I know. Mean, I, I, at the I, end yeah. of the day, I'm not saying that he's going to change the whole thing, but I do think he's a body. If if they make a run, they'll have the proper players that they need. So yeah. at the end of the day, I do think that they're good enough to get out of the first round. I do think that Draymond has missed a. A crazy amount of time if they haven't called him out for the season yet, that he'll be back before then. And I do think that these other players are going to step their game up to get there. I, I like I said, I love the Memphis Grizzlies. I do believe that the Memphis Grizzlies could upset teams, but I'm not buying yet. Yeah, until right. you can guarantee Steve, me that Steve Draymond's going to a- be healthy, I can't. I can't buy in on the Warriors until I know Draymond's going to be healthy. And Steve Kerr has a lot of decisions to make regarding that. Ro- like, there's nothing set about their rotation, I feel like. Like, they don't know who's going to be their fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth best player in a playoff series. And I don't think they have any idea. Like, how much do you play Kaminga, who flashes a lot of potential, he's but also good. just he's going to be really good. But but right now, how much will he help you in the playoff series? <laughs> You know, how, how do you how do you reacclimate Wiseman when he gets back from the G League? Like there there are just a lot of questions. Like how much do you play Gary Payton? How much do you play Bielitsa? Like how how do you start Jordan Poole next to Curry and Clay like they did in the last game? I, I just feel like there's a lot unsettled about that team right now, far more than Kerr would probably like at this stage of the season. All right, we got one more. Do you believe winners of 15 of the last 20, the surging Minnesota Timberwolves? And by believe, let me be clear. Okay. That's not to, that's not to like, they're going to upset someone in the first round, but just, is it going to be a good appearance? Like they're only a game and a half behind Denver at the time of us recording this. I don't know if either of them play tonight, but they're only a game and a half behind Denver. Um, so they, they could sneak into that sixth seed. They could overcome Denver and, and get into that sixth seed, and then they would face the Warriors in the first round. That would be a disaster. But if These they get to 39 and 30, yeah, man, uh, they've been like legitimately good, good <laughs> for like two months. It's crazy. Like, so just are they going to, for believe, I'll just like, will they avoid being swept in the playoffs? That's such a low bar. <laughs> Not for the Timberwolves. They are they're two they're two wins away from having the second season in franchise history that is a 500 or better record without Kevin Garnett involved. Wow. That's where the, that so yes, that's a high bar for this team, okay? <laughs> the only other time it happened was Jimmy Butler when he dragged them to the playoffs. Like that is the only other time that they have had a non-losing season without Kevin Garnett involved. So, yeah. Do you think yeah. the Wolves can avoid being swept in the playoffs? Yeah, I think that's an accomplishment. <laughs> no one, <laughs> I don't think anybody had them doing this this year at 39 and 30. 
<laughs> no, you're right about that. I, I I believe they can get a game in the playoffs. And I, nah, maybe they're going to get swept. They're going to get swept. Maybe just me being more hopeful. <laughs> they're going to get swept, man. Man, they're, they're, you know. Because they're going to run into the Suns or they're going to run into the, the Warriors or they're going to run into the Grizzlies. I think they can like, beat the Grizzlies. I think they can take a game. I off think they the can Grizzlies. get a game on the Grizzlies. Yes. I, I I think I actually agree there. If they play the Grizzlies, they will, you know they what? will not get swept. They will get a game on the Warriors if they face them. How about that? Ooh. Yeah. Wiggins is going to throw the game, though. <laughs> But that he will, he doesn't know he's going to do that. Yeah, that's just you know he's been struggling since the All Star game, man. I don't know if that was a good thing for him. What's going on with his free throw shooting? Yeah. Well, his free throw shooting's always kind of been a little iffy. It's always been not what it should be. Not not this. Well, bad. not this. He bad, went no. full he looks, Nick Anderson. Yeah, he looks like Andre the Drummond out there. Shout out to Andre Drummond. He's full Nick Anderson, man. This Wolves team, though, man, I'm I'm legitimately no longer looking for the other shooter. In fact, I think they're the best team in the playing tournament. It took you this long, but it it took them getting nine games above five hundred. Yes, it sure did. Twelve games left or something. Yeah. Well, also, okay, maybe it's two. I think. Well, to be fair, two months ago I was like they'll get to the playing tournament just because I think the Lakers suck. You know, so I've kind of I've kind of believed in them to get into the playoffs by default. But now I legitimately believe that like no, this is the seventh best team in the in the West as long as like Paul George and Kawhi don't come back, obviously. Right. But if they if like if it's not going to set up this way. Well, I guess I guess no, it could if they lose to the Clippers and then they face the Lakers for the eight C, but I think they would wax the Lakers in a play game. <laughs> I don't know if the Lakers are gonna beat New Orleans it's, in I mean, the nine ten game. They're getting smoked right now by <laughs> Phoenix. Like I don't know if I, I don't trust them to beat Oklahoma. Like I can't look at that as a guarantee. Oh my god. LeBron, LeBron <laughs> better have another fifty point game in his in his arsenal. He's gonna need several. <laughs> like, it's not, like, I, I want to see if he goes for fifty while they lose by forty against Phoenix. The old, I mean, the only thing that only thing that matters right now, get to Kareem. That's all you got to do. We are bro. we are recording this while the Lakers are down thirty five to fourteen, and I'm very curious to see whether LeBron goes for fifty. I feel like the scoring title at this age is like a notch that he wants. For sure, oh, yeah. It's the it's the only thing he feels he can get. Yeah, because the win, wins are coming. I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna say that six ring shit is out. It's yeah. Oh my god, yeah. He's only he's only playing for Kareem, and he's playing for potentially being the scoring scoring champ. Yeah, at thirty seven years old. That's why I laugh when people are like, "Do you think the Lakers are gonna shut him down, or LeBron's gonna Hell shut him down?" No, no, man. He needs he's, every game. He's lost too many games. <laughs> yeah, he needs every game to try to catch Kareem. Yeah, I think at this so, point, I think if he averages twenty five a game, I think it's like for the next sixty or something like that, he passes Kareem. So it's not like he's got to like, like really get these games 50, in. Yeah, but he, but you know, he's he had a lot of time missed the last three seasons unexpectedly. Yeah, you can't risk it. Yeah, you, know? so you gotta you, know? you gotta get these games in, LeBron. Like, go do it. Go. I don't even get back on defense. <laughs> just wait for just post up on the low block the entire game. <laughs> Let's just you be guys honest. can't even. You, you guys ain't defending for shit anyway. Might as well just <laughs> go out there and do their road back from here on out. plan. Like, <laughs> he, he it's Tony Rotenball from here on out. Anyways, <laughs> Tony Rotenball, man. LeBron, just be like Tony Roden. That's gonna do it for this edition of the Basket Buds Athletic NBA Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed. You get uh, the daily ding with it. Make sure you subscribe to all the other podcasts on the network all the team specific ones 
no dunks. What did I miss with Michelle Beadle? All that good stuff. And subscribe to The Athletic. For Mo Hill, for Jay King, for Trevon Edwards, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked on The Athletic.